The internet doesn't have all the answers. But that doesn't mean we can't find them. This is Under Understood. I'm Billy Disney. I'm Adrian Jeffries. I'm John Lagomarsino. I'm Regina Delay. Today on the show, Billy's questionable TV habits lead us to an even more questionable ankle tattoo. Okay, so I was watching, uh, you know, sometimes I like to watch some reality television programming, and I was watching this show, Catfish. You guys familiar with this program? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're familiar with Catfish. Okay. You went to see yeah. her, but you didn't see her? She blindfolded me. What? This is Fifty Shades of Cray. Whoa, this place looks rough. So I was watching Catfish. It was this episode about this guy, Nick. Nicky! What's up, guys? What's up? What do you do in Philly? I'm armed security for a government contract site. Damn. Whoa. Sounds pretty serious. Eh, can be. He uh, was in love with this woman named Jasmine. How did you meet Jasmine? Five months ago, I met Jasmine on a dating app. Who turns out was a catfish. Wait, define that for me. What does this mean? It's like, I thought catfish meant you were underage. Whoa. No. That's not what it means. What did you think the show was about? Are you? Uh, (laughs) It's to catch a predator. Yeah, that's a different. (laughs) Yeah, no, uh, this is not to catch a predator. This show is Catfish, which is based on the documentary of the same name. Catfish basically just means someone using a fake profile. Someone misrepresenting themselves online, usually in order to have a relationship with someone via the internet. So in this episode, again, there was this guy, Nick, from Philadelphia. He had been talking to this woman who called herself Jasmine online. And Jasmine was a suspected catfish. Turned out she was a catfish. What was fishy about her? Well, this is a pretty typical catfish situation, but she had been using photos of someone that she deemed to be much more attractive than her. She felt self-conscious about the way she looked. So she found, you know, like a model type on Instagram or something like that and copied all of her photos and made her own account. When I made the profile, I didn't even really talk to anybody. Nick was from South Philadelphia. Oh, what's up, guys? How you doing? And there's like a lot of like South Philadelphia slang being thrown around, like used guys, stuff like that. How you guys doing? So Jasmine was posing as this woman who she was not and talking to Nick. Things were getting pretty serious. Uh, And at one point, she invited him to where she lived, but she got really nervous because obviously she wasn't the woman who she was representing herself as online uh, physically. And so she wouldn't let him come in and then she made him put on a blindfold and kissed him while he was wearing a blindfold. And then he never got to see her, which is pretty weird. Uh, But what's even weirder was in the episode, uh, they have Nick relay this information with his cousin, Jimmy, who's also from South Philadelphia. And his reaction is just very, well, I have a clip. Let me just play this clip. Wild. Yo. (laughs) Yo, this is, that's gayest. That's, what what are you saying? (laughs) What's the word? Gayest? Gayest. What's that? It's like a South Philly term. It's just like, gayest. It just it means crazy. Gayest? G-A-S, gayest. He's got a tattooed on I got it. a tattooed. Gas. Gas. 
Redassing, redassing me. You know, I've heard that, right? I know that. Too. I mean, okay, so let me let, let me jump in here. So this guy has a tattoo on his ankle that says "gas," like G A S, <laughs> which he pronounces "gas." <laughs> <laughs> and he's acting like it's perfectly normal. No, it makes total sense. <laughs> and so I was fascinated by this. Like, I know, like, Catfish, it sort of has a formula. Like, the producers kind of got to stick to the normal formula to make it work. But, like, if I was there, if I feel like if I was working on this show, it would be like, stop everything. This is the story. <laughs> Why does this guy have a tattoo that says gas on his ankle? <laughs> uh,. But they just, I mean, that's that's the extent of it. They move on after that. So. But they must have, they must have thought it was interesting because they included it. Sure. Yeah. But there's a bigger story to be told. Mm. I, I, I've, I feel the same way. So I've been trying to find any reference to this I can, in t- like Googling South Philly gas, South Philly gays, <laughs> trying to figure out if there's if people in South Philly actually use this word this way and I can't find anything. It's ungoogleable. Uh, did you find something? Here we go. But is it just Wawa references? Because everything I've been looking mm. up is Wawa and then it includes the word gas because it's a gas station. Yeah, it's a really good gas station. Yeah, that's a good point. I'm only seeing Wawa. Yeah, it's a gas station. <laughs> I had no idea South Philly slang was so strange. Or that there was a lot of South Philly slang. Um, is it possible that this guy was using some kind of slang term that he both misheard and misspelled in a tattoo? <laughs> That's what I'm wondering. So I want to, like, I want to get a hold of this guy. I also oh, want to talk yeah. to the guy who tattooed gas on somebody's ankle. Yes. Oh, of course. Yes. And <laughs> ask him, like, was this weird to him, or was he like, oh yeah, totally? You want gas on your ankle? Yeah. <laughs> or. Or was this guy also the victim of a prank where, like, he told the guy I want gays uh, <laughs> tattooed onto me and the tattoo artist was like, sure, and he spelled it gas. Right. Is this going to be basically, like, a second catfishing of this guy? Right. But I also couldn't find anyone talking about this. Like, it was weird. Like, I tried searching Twitter for, like, catfish gas and stuff like that. <laughs> of course, Yeah. <laughs> So what's the plan here? Do we just show up in Philly and find this guy? (laughs) Yeah. Coming up, Billy goes to Philly to find the king of gas. Billy, how was Philly? Uh, well, I didn't go to Philly. Uh, it's really close to me, actually. It's only like an hour from my house, but uh, an hour too far. So you're telling us you did not get the answers that we've been looking for? No, I did get the answers. Actually, the the real reason that I didn't go uh, is because it was actually sort of hard to coordinate with these two because they like doing interviews together. It's kind of their thing. How'd you, how'd you get in touch with them? They're actually really easy to find. Uh, they're very active on social media. The only hard thing was navigating their many nicknames. So, What are their nicknames? <laughs> well, 
So the real names are Nick DiDonato and Jimmy Harity. But Nick goes by Nicky or his hip hop name. Uh, I call me Nick Fresh. Nick Fresh. And uh, Jimmy goes by James, Lord Flocko Slim. <laughs> That's good. Bro Wit Eye Patch. <laughs> but the way he introduced himself to me was I'm Jimmy Gass. Jimmy Gass. They're pretty classic Italian South Philly guys. I grew up in, well, I both grew up in South Philly, um, two blocks away from each other. Yeah. Um, our family's, uh, uh, you know, traditional Italian, loud. Very loud. <laughs> and so, as you guys know, I'm from outside of Philadelphia. So I sort of, you know, very quickly found myself loosening up. And, uh, you know, slipping into a little bit of Philly talk. I appreciate you reaching out. Yeah, no problem. There are things that I do say that I'm sort of self-conscious of that sound very Philly. So, like, you guys know how a certain mutual friend of ours will always give me a hard time about the way I say wolf. You mean, do you mean wolf? (laughs) Wolf. And do you mean Jordan Opplinger? Yes, Jordan. Yes. Jordan razzes me so much about this. <laughs> <laughs> really, he's wait, a real razzer. Wait, wait, that wait, wait, Jordan. We all know what you're talking about. But for the people at home, could you just spell the word that you're attempting to pronounce? Wolf. W O L F. Right. So the idea is that you you are pronouncing four different letters when you say that. That's that's your claim, right? That is my truth. And so. <laughs> You know, since I'm with some Philly guys, you know, you know, we're talking about Wooter, we're talking about Wooter Rice, you know, getting a mm-hmm. cheesesteak whiz wit. And, you know, we we talked a little bit about Wolf. Uh, but there, there's like little things that I will say sometimes that I, that don't even register to me. Like the word W-O-L-F. I say Wolf. Wolf. And we just say Wolf. Yeah, exactly. I'm the same way. Okay, good. Good to know. <laughs> wolf. Billy, this is what you refer to as a dark L. Is that right? Yeah, it's a dark L. (laughs) A a dark L is not a thing, just to get it out there. (laughs) Well, so, you know, we talked about the Philly accent for a while. Philly's known for having a thick accent. Right. Even when I, like, if you go to the West Coast or even down South, most people, um, they'll, they'll think you're from New York. But when you live closer to around Philly, you know that, that it's not even close to how a New York, you know, someone from New York singing. It's like Ten its own, different. yeah, it's like its own uh, distinct, you know, accent. So the word gas specifically, uh, <laughs> what was that moment like? It seems like they were confused. Were they genuinely confused about what you were talking about? Yeah. See, I, I use gas in like literally every sentence I use. So it's just like normal for me. So like when I said it, like I just look on their face. They had no idea what I said. And like in your head, I was like, Gas, like it's gay. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I'm just so used to saying it. I didn't like think about like, well, I probably have no idea what I'm saying. What is that? Is that something? Where did you pick that up? People, like people I know, have been saying gas forever, and like I don't know. I just like just started using it years ago, and it just stuck as my word. I got a tattooed on my ankle and everything. So what? This is just like people growing up said it. Yeah, like it, it really can use it for anything. Like, like. Like the situation's gayest. Like, <laughs> you're, not this situation. I'm saying, but like it's like you're like yeah. You know I mean, 
<laughs> so sorry, yeah, I just want to jump in here to point out that he's clarifying that the word gas <laughs> can describe any situation in the sense that it can be used for any circumstance, not that it can be used to describe Michael Sorrentino, a.k.a. the situation from MTV's Jersey Shore. <laughs> An important um, clarification. A very important clarification. So anyway, I push him on it a little bit. Like, is this really totally normal to him? Or is it just a South Philly thing? Or is it even really a South Philly thing? I would say it's more so um, a particular area in Philly type word, you know? Yeah, like like this region. Yeah, like South. Yeah, like... Do older people where you're from say it? Like, do your parents say it? I think, yeah, my parents say it. Now. People I work with say it. A lot of people. All my friends say it. That's really interesting. Any any scenario you can think of, you can use the word. <laughs> like what? Give me some more. It doesn't have a definition. It really doesn't have a definition. That's the best part. I just keep thinking about that Mean Girls scene where Regina is like, stop trying to make Fetch happen. You love him. And he totally complimented you. That is so Fetch. Gretchen, stop trying to make Fetch happen. It's not going to happen. Well, Gaius is already happening. The the Gaius train has left the station. Well, but has it hasn't it? really left the station. It's it's stayed in the station, and the station is South Philly. Sure, but in the station, they're using it, and they're using it for such a like a colorful collection of of situations. So he actually ran me through a bunch of different uses. So I I want to quiz you guys if you're okay with that. <laughs> yes. Great. Um, okay. Maybe we should have some kind of game mechanic, like a way of buzzing in. We could just yell buzz. Or you could yell gas. No. Okay. I'll yell gas. Okay. So, so the first one should be pretty easy. It's how he used it on catfish, which is saying, that's gas. Any guesses as to what that means? Buzz, buzz, buzz. Regina, can you just say gas so it's consistent? Yes. Thank you. Regina, yes. It's like, oh, that's wild, or like, that's crazy. Well, let's hear from Jimmy himself. Yeah, like, that's crazy. I can't believe it's happening. Like, that's gas. Literally. <laughs> Literally gas. Yeah, that's gas. Literally. Okay, next. Question number two. This one is from his Twitter bio, which says, Prolly gassin. <laughs> mm, so it's a verb now. But, Yes. Okay, Regina, I believe you gassed in first. <laughs> like, uh, probably, like, joking. Hmm. Okay, uh, the judges say close enough. Here is Jimmy <laughs> with his answer. Yeah, so, uh, probably gas, and I'll explain that. Like, uh, like, lit. Yeah, like, lit. Like, probably having a fun time. Probably doing something stupid. Okay, third and final round. Uh, this is worth double points. This one comes from his Instagram bio, which says, Gas and gains. Gas. Yes, Adrian. Money. Okay, any other guesses? <laughs> Does that mean she got it wrong? <laughs> uh, we, you're free to buzz in. Is it gas? Yes, Regina. Is it just like fun? Gas. Yes, John. Uh, is a protein powder. <laughs> okay, well, 
I actually think you all win the game because the real answer is sort of a combination of all of those things. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Nonsense and the gym. Nonsense and the gym. Yeah. Gas and gains. So anyway, maybe you guys aren't, but at this point, I'm pretty convinced like this is actually something he really does say a lot. He's not just making this up. So I believe him that this is a genuine thing that is like very ingrained into who he is as a person. But I still didn't feel like I really understood where it came from and also like why he says it in such a unique way. Yes. So I talked to a linguist, Dr. Betsy Sneller. So I'm a a postdoctoral research fellow in the Learning and Development Lab at Georgetown University. If anyone is qualified to explain this to me, it's Dr. Sneller. So I study how language changes. And the way that I study it is by looking at a dialect, um, specifically Philadelphia English, and how it changes from one generation to the next. Huh. So she's not from Philly, but she came to Philly to study under this guy, William LeBove, at UPenn. LeBove is sort of a legend in the world of linguistics. He's like 90 now, but he's credited with starting the field of sociolinguistics, um, at least in the U.S. in the 1960s. And what's sociolinguistics? So it's basically taking measurable empirical data on how people speak and using that to study social factors. So like class, gender, race, stuff like that, and how those things affect language. She was originally actually compelled to come and work with him because of the work he was doing with linguistics to combat racial discrimination. But once she was there, she also developed a passion for the way people in Philadelphia speak. Philadelphia English, as it turns out, is one of the best studied dialects of English in real time uh, because this guy, Bill Lebove, started recording speakers in Philadelphia starting in like the 1970s. That's the only way you could get out of it. Or like we'd date, I would date, and like uh, my father would say, where are you going? Um, So we have just a ton of recordings of people in Philly. So we have very detailed information about how the dialect has changed over time. Um, So I I spent six years in Philly doing my PhD, and I think it's impossible to not fall in love with Philly. Easily my favorite city. So I just kind of also got right to the point with her, and I asked her about the clip from Catfish. Uh, Yeah, so I sent you this clip from the MTV show Catfish. Oh, Um, such a great clip. (laughs) Well, first of all, just what was your initial reaction to what was going on there? So for me, actually, the funny thing is, even though I study that, and in fact, my dissertation is on the pronunciation of ah, so like I should be really good at understanding what he's saying, but I misunderstood him. I thought he was saying gay ass. Oh, right. So yeah, so I misinterpreted it. And I I think everyone else in the room of the clip was like, what are you saying? That's gayest. That's what are you saying? What's the word? Gayus? Gayus. Yeah, so she she thought he said gay ass, but once she figured it out, the pronunciation at least made sense to her. And then, of, of course, as soon as it comes out, it's like, oh, of course, that's gas. That's, that's how a Philadelphian would say the word gas. 
he exhibits a really prototypical Philadelphian pronunciation of that word. Um, so this this is actually one of the defining characteristics of Philadelphia English. And Dr. Sneller is obsessed with it. Oh my gosh, just the most beautiful, it's called a short split short A system. So this is the vowel sound in the word trap or cat, um, where in Philadelphia there's actually two pronunciations of that vowel. There's a and a. And the rules that govern which words are pronounced as a are really complex. So I'm going to break this down for you. Ready? Uh-huh. In Philly talk, words that have a short a, like the word can or pass, can sometimes be pronounced like yeah. Can? So, so, so can is actually one of them, uh, but there are very specific rules for how this works. It only works if the a comes before the following letters. There's M, so ham becomes ham. Ham? Oh God. A ham. ham sandwich? Yeah, ham sandwich. Um, and there's a bunch of these. There's the letter F. There's uh, what's called a voiceless TH sound. Wait, what is a voiceless TH? Instead of the... What? Instead of the... So the is voiced. But like path. Yeah, is on is non voice. PF. PF. Yeah, PF. PF. You're going down a bad path. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but I didn't get through all the letters. So there's also the letter S as in Gas. Exactly. But if a word doesn't have one of those letters after the short A, then you should switch from the ia pronunciation to the more quote-unquote standard a pronunciation. So C-A-T, like catfish, is not pronounced cat. It's pronounced cat. Uh, so you would say, I saw the episode of Catfish about geas. Huh. This feels really difficult. You don't even have any idea how difficult it can really get because there's also some pretty wild exceptions to these rules. So... In a Philly accent, the words mad and sad don't rhyme anymore. <laughs> They're mad and sad. And this is like a real pattern that they have recordings going back decades. If you find video of people from South Philly talking or just Philly in general, you will see these patterns emerge. The context in which he is pronouncing the word as gies makes total sense. Okay, so long story short, yeah, he he's not the only person who would say G-A-S that way. Exactly. But he's part of like a select group of people who would use it with this meaning or this like range of meanings. Well, right, exactly. So that's what I was trying to figure out. And so I started to talk to Betsy about this a little bit more. Um, and that phrase, that's gas, that actually hasn't shown up in... So we ask all of our participants, like, what makes a Philadelphia accent? What makes a Philadelphia dialect? And, you know, people will point out things like John and Wooder and Wooder Ice. John, J-A-W-N, basically can mean anything. It's a catch-all word in the Philly region. Wooder is water. Wooder Ice is flavored ice or shaved ice, Italian ice. Um, but they, I, I, to my knowledge, none of, not a single one of our participants has ever pointed out the phrase, that's gas. That a sound always comes up, but never in the word gas. Right. 
so it's really interesting to me that he sort of focused in on that one one word and that one phrase. Yeah, and calls it out specifically as a South Philly thing. Yeah, yeah. I got to tell you, I spent a lot of time in South Philly, and I am listening to recordings of people from South Philly, and I haven't heard it. So I'm- it seemed odd that there was such a a different answer from the academic and from the person from South Philly who said this word. So I asked Nick and Jimmy about that. Is that weird to you? Like, does it seem like she should have encountered it? Nah, because honestly, I feel like Gaius is more like with around like people my age. You know what I mean? Right. Like 20, 21. Yeah. yeah. I mean, even the people that are old, that they say because they're around you. Yeah. Like, if I sit around someone I don't know, they'll be like, what'd you say? Just like on Catfish. But, like, people I work with, my family, like, like older, like, my family, like older friends, like, they, they they just know what I, like, what I mean when I just say my words. I didn't know. So this seems to somewhat contradict what he told me earlier, right? Because earlier he was like, everybody says it. It's everywhere. Right. And he said his parents say it. I asked him, uh, you know, like, yeah, do, do older people say it? People around the block? And he was like, yeah, everybody says it. And now he's saying... If he says it to someone he doesn't know, they're like, what did you say? I was really, yeah, I was very confused, very suspicious. And then Nick jumped in and said something really interesting. I didn't know what it was at first either, but I'm just used to it. Um, oh, really? You didn't know what it was at first? No. Uh, it's hard to give a definition before. Because he not. uses it in so many ways. Right. So it's fetch. I think it might be Fetch because they grew up two blocks from each other and Nick is saying he didn't know what it was. So wait, I just want to get to the bottom of something. Jimmy, you said with, with Gaius that like your parents said it, you grew up around it, but it also sounds like maybe you're at the... Oh, I made it what it is. Okay, so you would say I that? Would, I am the hype man for Gaius. So, so you like... Okay. So, Jimmy, you're saying you're the, you're like the king of Gaius. He's the Gaius. I'm the self-proclaimed king of Gaius. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I guess, Jimmy, just, just to clarify. So, y- you encountered the word gas when you were little. Not you didn't, little. You didn't, you didn't invent it, necessarily. Yeah, I didn't invent it. I mean, it's been around forever. I was reading a, your, uh, The Glaze Menagerie. And I think the one character's name was actually Jim, and he said, he, or he said, like, "Why are you gassing me?" And I was like, "Wow!" Like the character <laughs> Jim, and he said, "Why are you gassing me?" I'm sorry. I lost in my the mind. what? Pause it. <laughs> yeah. In sorry. the what? In the glass menagerie. <laughs> no, he's in the glass <laughs> menagerie. I think what he, is that? No, he's totally oh. messing with you. Okay, so I have in front of me here the glass menagerie by Tennessee Williams. The glass menagerie. Yes, the Glass Menagerie, the classic <laughs> play from 1944. And on page 66, the character Jim O'Connor says, what are you gassing about? Hmm. So it could make sense that this, this was when he latched onto the word. I mean, he could be messing with me, but it also seems real. He just pulled that out of thin air, yeah. and it really is in the Glass Menagerie. Fine, but what about that's gas? Where does that come from? So that's a great question. I thought saying that's gas must have been something that Jimmy made up himself, but uh, he didn't. When I talked to Dr. Sneller, even though she had never heard this in Philadelphia, 
she said there is a place where they do say this. It is a common saying, actually, in Ireland, where people will say it to mean like, oh, that's crazy. Oh, really? In Ireland, they'll say that's gas. That's gas. Yeah. So I, and I don't, I don't actually know how it got to Philadelphia, but Philly does have a big Irish population. So it's possible that there's some roots there. Mm. Yeah. So there's a, there's a lot of Irish people in Philly, specifically in the Northeast, but there are, there is a sizable Irish population in South Philly. Um, And I watched a bunch of YouTube videos you know, like those kind of videos where a person will rattle through a bunch of unique words or phrases from where they're from. And that's gas uh, came up a bunch of times in videos of Irish people uh, talking about things they say. Next up is the word gas. I'm sure you all know what gas is. Uh, but uh, gas in Ireland basically means funny. You know, oh, he was gas last night. That comedian I saw, he was gas. You know, that is gas. Gas describes something funny. So you could say something like, Tom Segura, he's a really gas lad. And that means Tom Segura is a funny guy. In Ireland, if you describe uh, something as gas, it means it's really, really funny. Hilarious. So this explanation to me seems pretty likely. Because, again, there is a sizable Irish population in South Philly that has... Yeah, but where would he have gotten it from? He didn't say it was his parents, right? He just picked it up on the mean streets of South Philly. Well, no, I mean, I heard it before. Like, I mean, I, like, I heard it, like, I, it's been used since, I mean... But did people use it in the way you use it, where it's like, it can mean anything? Yeah, like, I thought, I picked it up just from people using it, and I just, like... He just... I just guessed it up, basically. Super hyped at times. <laughs> you just did it, like, all the time. Yeah. Okay, well, I guess now we know if it takes off, uh, you know, more broadly, like if it becomes a bigger thing outside of Philly, we know who started it. Exactly. <laughs> so, basically, some variation of that's gas or you're gassing me or, you know, using the word gas in some way like this may have come from Irish people in the Philly area or it may have come from Jimmy hearing it in the glass menagerie and through some combination of absorbing all of this, he made it his own and sort of made it his linguistic trademark. And I guess uh, that must be like, like what about the tattoo? Is that also just part of his linguistic trademark now? Like where do you even get that tattoo? It was the weekend after his senior prom and he was at the beach down the shore, as they say in Philadelphia and, you know, they were kind of partying, and they all decided to get tattoos. Nah, so, like, me and all, like, so, me and a couple of my friends, we were all going to get, we were, we were actually going to get, like, just lip tattoos. So, he's saying they were planning to get lip tattoos, which are, <sighs> they're effectively temporary tattoos, right? Because you get it tattooed on the inside of your lip, and it just wears off fairly quickly. But then everyone bailed on him, <laughs> and so he's like, screw it, I'm going to gas it up. I said, you want, I said, put it on my ankle. I literally said, I said, listen, just put gas on the, I said, he said gas, I said like, like gas, like G-A-S. <laughs> so did he know what you were saying at first or did you have to spell it for him? No, he knew what I was saying. He was just confused. I was like, yeah, I just want the three <laughs> letters on my ankle. And now he claims that all of his friends and family use the word the way that he does, which is likely the result of what Dr. Sneller told me linguists call a community of practice where you develop your own norms of speech and, uh, 
you know, so among you and the people you interact with a lot, you kind of just have these things that get ingrained in you. And that can be driven by like just a few people's personality quirks. So I would say he's kind of a word entrepreneur. Uh, his cousin Nick told me that after the episode of Catfish aired, a bunch of people privately reached out to them about the word gas. Um, people were just saying the words in the DMs. Um, like, you know, gas, teach me how to speak more yeah. uh, like Philly slang or whatever. <laughs> teach me how to use the word gas. You know what I mean? Like, so, so he... Um, <laughs> Wait, you mean like girls? Like, teach me how yeah. to... Girls, yeah. There was a bunch of, like, bunch of people. Like, you know, teach me how to... Teach me more Philly um, terms or... <laughs> like, talk uh, Philly to me? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> basically, <laughs> basically. Talk, talk Philly to me, um, like... Um, teach me how to use the word gas or whatever and, and no, whatever. So it just kind of caught on. Personally, I think like all of this is really great because the Philly accent is actually disappearing. Many of the defining characteristics of Philly English are fading away. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Tuesday, December 11th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning for the second. So shortly after I talked to Dr. Sneller, she was on a morning radio show in Philadelphia called The Preston and Steve Show. It's a very popular show. I listened to it when I was in high school. A lot of people in the area listened to it. And one of the hosts, Kathy Romano, was talking about how when she first started working in media, she had to hide her Philadelphia accent. Betsy, I think you'll appreciate this. So I had a friend who uh, worked in the television industry uh, here in Philadelphia. He's from Philadelphia. He has since moved from here and works out in L.A. But in the start of his career, somebody told him that his Philadelphia accent was so bad. So he actually, he bought a book and he took classes to get rid of his accent. And now he sounds very neutral. Like you would not be able to tell one bit that he's from Philadelphia. And he actually gave me, when I first started out uh, in the industry, he gave me a few pointers because I, I was getting a little bit, and I think I still do have it, but I, I work hard on certain words so that I don't yeah. sound, I, I don't say water, you know? Yeah. yeah. This is one of the biggest bummers for me that, you know, I love local dialects. I think they're incredible, but we also live in a world where like it's especially if you work in the media, in order to be, you know, get ahead or be taken seriously, to some extent, you do have to kind of adopt that, like, yep. neutral sounding. Mm-hmm. You're dissuaded from having that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know, this touched me. I was like, yeah, you know what? You're right. I should not be ashamed of my Philly accent. I shouldn't try to hide it because I work in uh, the media in New York City. I should be more like Jimmy and Nick and embrace it. So, I made one last phone call. Hello? Hey, Jordan. Hey, what's up? How's it going? Good. You know how you know how I've been saying that I, I say a dark L? Mhm. But you but you don't seem to believe me that that exists, right? No, doesn't I don't think it's a thing. Well, hold on to your butts. Um, one Can you hear that? question yeah. while I have you on the line. Something that uh, a lot of my friends tease me about the way I speak. Um, so the word W-O-L-F. Oh, do I you say woof? I say, well, I say woof, but people tell me I'm saying woof. 
Yeah. But I think oh, they say more example. like wolf. And yeah. I've tried to look into it. And the thing I tell people is that I'm saying a, a dark L. Yes. And they tell me that that doesn't exist. Well, okay. So first of all, a dark L absolutely exists. Um, Thank you. Yeah, no. I mean, absolutely every single speaker of English has dark L's, except for maybe Welsh English speakers. Um, but you, I think, are doing something a little bit more extreme, which is called L vocalization, which is you're turning that L into a vowel. Interesting. Um, okay. But it's totally normal, and you should tell your friends that you talked to a linguist, <laughs> and she said that you were totally normal. Yes, thank you. So you can confirm that I am both not saying the word incorrectly, and that there is an L in there somewhere in the way I say it. Exactly. Thank you. You're welcome. Huh? Huh? All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm happy to be wrong there. Uh, you, you got me. Uh, okay. So you're willing to concede that uh, dark L's are real. I'm perfectly normal. I'm saying the animal when I say wolf. Yeah, or the the anchor, the CNN news anchor. Oh, you're talking about Wolf, Wolf Blitzer. Blitzer. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I mean, I'm I'm impressed. I mean, this I this I feel like this is like a deep wound that I had with you that you know you just pick at everyone. Really, in a while. has it been? Has it been? You lay awake at night thinking about this? I sometimes, yeah. So this yeah. is actually really nice. I feel like now uh, you got some closure. Yeah, and I feel even closer to you than I already did. You want to, you wanna like, uh, go get coffee or dinner sometime soon? Yeah, sure. Great. Maybe we'll get matching uh, wolf tattoos on our ankles? No. Okay. Well, <laughs> coffee, though. Sure. Understood is reported and produced by Billy Disney, Regina DeLay, John Lagomarsino, and me, Adrian Jeffries. You can find more about Gaius, including links to Dr. Sneller's complete dissertation and uh, Nick and Jimmy's line of original Gaius merch at underunderstood.com. If you want to support the show, the best way to do that is to share it with a friend. You can find links to subscribe. You can find our social media. You can find full transcripts and a whole lot more on our website. And if you have a burning question that the internet can't answer, send us an email. Hello at underunderstood.com. Maybe we'll look into it. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. Next week on Underunderstood, Regina starts looking into male contraception when she stumbles onto the website of a scientist who made himself the subject of his own research. Hold on. I literally just found a website made by a guy who tried this, it looks like. Oh my God. Puzzlepiece.org slash bcontrol slash malebc.html. Careful, it's not secure. I'm gonna um, just... This is. <laughs> this seems to be a hand-coded website. Is what I'm guessing. Oh, wow. He has a photo of underwear with a string attached. <laughs> the loop goes around my penis at the base and is secured to my underwear in the part between my legs by a safety oh, pin. God. <laughs> this, this is amazing. Didn't realize anatomy-wise that you can literally push 
your balls like out of the scrotum and into your abdomen. No, 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 no. Yeah, Wait, that's how it works. No. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Why is that helpful to put them in the abdomen? Don't you want them isolated so you can heat them? And that heats them up basically. Uh, You're pushing them in there so that they get hot. <laughs> he did this for 11 years? No. Yeah. That's dedication. I respect 11 years of heat. I just read that as 11 months. So what's the question that we have to answer? The question is, why haven't we invested more in male contraception? That, for sure. But also, like, if we invested resources in this, could this actually solve unplanned pregnancies? I think we got to talk to this guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm into it. That's next week on Under Understood. <laughs> 